and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's the story of little Jimmy. <laughs> it's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, joined now by Craig Bowlerjack. We are at the store 2050-6200 South right here in Holiday. Take advantage of the $12.80 deal. 10-inch wood fire pizza, six smoked barbecue wings, and a 32-ounce fountain drink. Bowler, that is so much food. We've been telling people all day for $12.80. The wings the wings are incredible. Oh, they're so And good. the pizza, you know, take your pick, whatever you want, but come on down. And it's, you know, it's a little football weather. Nice. A little cloudy, but, hey, before the weather changes, grab pizza, yep. watch some football, have some fun. Absolutely. And uh, we were just talking uh, off the air about uh, how expensive food can be when you're <laughs> in, uh, you know, uh, fancy hotels and those sorts of things. Imagine what, what the $12.80 deal would cost you at one of those uh, one of those spots, Bowler. Uh, I'm going to guess right off the top, thirty nine ninety nine <laughs> for the pizza. The wings are going to go in for six wings, four bucks each, 25 <laughs> And then probably the Coke would be, or whatever beverage, uh, probably go another four ninety nine at least. So you got yourself about a fifty nine dollar deal. <laughs> it's a steal. Right? And by the way, Gordo, I miss you, pal. But I was a little late, and Jake and I were talking about this. I barely made it. I had to put the donkey and the coyotes in the pen <laughs> at home. Okay, buddy. Uh, and, the pitch after, fork up and the, the pitchfork up against the door after I just got done, you know, putting up hay. So I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm glad you uh, <laughs> did. You traverse the North Forty in your tractor? Did you? I did. I was up there today, and, and you know what? I, I was crying when when I was listening to you. I, I just like, oh gosh, here we go. I could tell Jake was not or or Austin buying the deal of a lady fending off a coyote with a pitchfork. Yeah, <laughs> but the, what's true. amazing is that the the coyote, the coyote, the coyote, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he survived. I'm guessing. Through yeah, a pitchfork and a kick in the head and by the, a donkey. And the donkey chased yeah. it off. All right. Yeah. How, about, how about Gordon with his story where he's like, boy, I have a coyote story for you. Listen, and he sets it up with, yeah. I was in California. This was my address. You took two lefts and a right to get there. And let me tell you this coyote story. They walked across my backyard. Yeah, yeah. Get out of town. It was the front. It was the front yard, and it was frightening because I had young children, you know, and I didn't. I go out and play. Well, wait a minute. Not if there's ten coyotes out there. Now, if your kids had been playing with the coyotes, that would have made for that an would have been a great story. story. And yeah. they had fended off the entire pack. <laughs> that would have been something. Or well, you came have, out with a pitchfork. I don't have a pet donkey. <laughs> Who has uh, a pet donkey, Bowler? Did you, you in Missouri growing up? Did you have a pet donkey? No, no donkey. Had a mule. Uh, my granddad had a big old mule. See, there you go. It was a what's plow, the, you know, a what's plow the mule. Between, what's the difference between a mule and a donkey? Uh, well, a uh, mule is the mix of a donkey and a horse, right? Um, One's boy, a jackass. 
No, I, I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure a mule is a mix of a donkey. I love and a horse. Austin, man. That's a great line on a Friday afternoon. So there you go, Gordon. Uh, Bowler had a mule in the family. Yeah, the old uh, yeah, my granddad. You know, and he actually. And we all have a jackass in the family. Yeah, absolutely, somewhere, sometimes several. And if you don't know who it is, it's you. Yeah, it's probably true. Uh, let's talk a little basketball. Bowler's here, and in fact, we were chatting about this uh, off the air a little bit. Uh, the, the agreement's been made. December twenty second is our our day and i'm very i for one i'm i'm really excited and i'm excited they figured it out without a bunch of fireworks yeah and no strike or no issue yep. with the collective bargaining agreement and that the both sides i think understand that this year can't be replicated let's hope not i mean 2020 has been a huge challenge for everyone and this really comes down to a financial situation from what i can gather yep um, and if you wait a few weeks and go Martin Luther King Day in mid-January, it could be a $500 million uh, deficit uh, and loss. So, you know, I understand that it's been a strange year, but let's look at it this way. LeBron may not like it or Danny Green or the Lakers or the Miami Heat. But remember, you know, there was there was a lot of rest prior to the reintroduction and, and the bubble, Right. And then you had to get back in shape. And I can get, you know, off and on, off and on for athletes to try to stay. But, you know, it's, in my opinion, from what I've gathered in my years of covering professional sports and amateur athletics, it's basically become a year-round job anyway. Yeah, year-round story for sure. It's rare that you're not in shape. You may take a month off to rest the body. um, But, you know, Gordon and Jake, I tell you, I, I understand Three months, I don't understand it, but I can understand the three months in the bubble and maybe freedom feels good right now. But at the same time, as many pundits have said, look, you know, it's really what you do for a living. It is work and you get back to and you got to get back and do it. There's teams, by the way, that haven't played since March 11th. Yeah. Can you imagine? So they're hungry to get back playing basketball. Because if we were on a regular schedule, we would be, let's see, October 23rd or 4th. We'd probably be talking 10 games in or 11 right now. Yep. And you're still a, another uh, five and a half weeks away. So you're about 25 behind or, you know, about a fourth of the season until you actually start playing again on uh, December 22nd. So I'm anxious to see the schedule. I'm anxious mostly to see how they how they work the travel and if they actually do as what I've, you know, that we've all kind of heard rumors of, planning you in Los Angeles, playing the Lakers and the Clippers twice and then leave. Yep. And that's it. So you, you would get to areas, pods, uh, not quarantined, but you would get to areas where you would play each team and be done with them instead of making long trips. Right. I would think we go to New York once and we would play Brooklyn and New York. Now we're going to miss teams, right? Cause it's a 72 game right. schedule. So it's, it's very intriguing to see which, which directions it goes. So Bowler, what do you think uh, attendance will be uh, like, or will it be allowed at all? Um, don't know. I really don't. I think the hope was, as we all know, Adam Silver wanted fans. That's why he was even talking about, uh, you know, there was talk of pushing it. He didn't want to set a date and then have it disrupted. So this is a big move, you know, for the NBA to actually set, you know, December 22nd as the as the, the start. And I understand most cases December 1 or so will be when camps open. Man, think about 
think about this. You've got the draft on the 18th, free agency camps. I don't know if there's any preseason games, one or two, whatever they've decided. I would think that you want to get back in basketball shape, that you have to kind of test the waters a bit. And I know Donovan was out was outspoken about this, too, about injury. So you have to take that in consideration and whether or not if you go full steam or you wait until game night. But I would think you'd want to kind of know what your body's doing again uh, before you step out there for real on the 22nd of December. Gordon and I were talking about this uh, the other. Well, let me just say this uh, to uh, take off on what you were talking about, Bowler. You know. 18th, if they open on December 1st, can you imagine oh, the fireworks we're going to see in, the, in that 15 or whatever day period? I mean, that that's mm-hmm. uh, just just madness. But uh, to answer Gordon's question on the on the attendance bowler, I would guess it's going to depend on where the game's being played, that they'll have to check with the local health department and the teams will have to jump Great through point. those hoops. But I, I, I think you're totally right on the Adam Silver front. 40% of their, their revenue is, 40% is, through, is, the, gate receipts. is through the gate. Yeah. And, so and think I, about concessions. Mm-hmm. And then you also think about, uh, you know, jersey sales in each of the fan stores that are around the country and each arena and beyond. But, Gordon, you know, I don't know. I think I, if I really was, you know, pushed up against it, I, I think you just have to play it day by day and see. Because right now Utah is in one horrendous situation again with COVID numbers. And so I think the health department's going to have to work with the league on a daily basis. I'm sure testing for players and travel party will be an everyday or every other day experience. I don't know, but I'm guessing. And I would think for fans, whenever they decide that they can't allow fans in, it'll be just a few, and you'll probably be prepared to be patient. You know, one day you'll probably have to stick your head into, uh, you know, just across a scanner to see what your temperature is. That's what we do every we, time we go to the arena. walk into mm-hmm. the arena. And yep. it's a very easy, fast process. So don't get upset about it if that's the case, but it allows you back in. But my analogy is if you just kind of dip your toe in the water and see what happens, and then you have to make your move from there. If it's 3,000, 5,000, and then it starts to you know, multiply into 7, 10, 12, and you get back maybe to normal too. Yep. And this also would be, um, I would think, predicated on Jake and Gordon on a, on a vaccine. Yeah. If it happens, happens during the season, I don't know. Who knows what, with anything these days? No. Yeah. Nobody knows. Speaking of not knowing, what about the smoke in the air over a Rudy Gobert trade bowler? Are you buying any of that, or you think that's just um, made-up nonsense? I never, I never push aside the talk of trade. And this one, Jake and, and, and Gordon, this one seems to continue on. This hasn't just been, you know, an overnight idea. This has been discussed around the league for at least what two to three weeks. Yep, maybe. Um, I don't I don't know, uh, you know, with new ownership, it may change uh, because I don't know what Ryan Smith, um, you know, he's a fast track owner from what I've understood. And you have to be for what he's accomplished at his age. I'm excited to get to know him even more. We've met a few times, um, you know, on the floor when he was with Greg Miller, uh, uh, you know, sharing some fun down on the down yep. on the floor watching a game. But don't you think? that Gobert's future with the Jazz maybe depends on what the cap, what, what the threshold for Ryan is once that deal is, is, is consummated with the league sometime in, what, in December? Uh, when they make, yeah. the, make the sale official from the Millers to the Ryan, uh, to Ryan Smith. So 
Gosh, I tell you, I, there is a lot of talk. There's a lot of people actually breaking it down and, and giving different scenarios of players that would fit with the Jazz, wings, uh, another outside big that could actually shoot you know, a three-point shot. Uh, but yet, what would that do? And also, the other conversation is, what do you do with Mike? Does he stay? Do you extend and try to, you know, push his contract over a few more years and move Donovan to the point? Uh, there's this, like you said, fireworks. Yeah, there are huge decisions on what direction the Jazz want to go in a very short period of time on its way. It's going to be wild. Crazy. I mean, it is just going to be wild. All right. Uh, you you have time to stick around? You want to stick around hey, for I, a few seconds? You know what? You, you I've good? got really nothing to do. I'm going to put my order in for a pizza. I'm going to do the same. Oh, I, my wife just texted me our and order. said, let's get it fact. done. We're going to do the mac and cheese pizza. I think I I'm going to go the, the the brisket blue. Ooh. Oh, that's <laughs> that one's so good. DJ is with us, that's by the way. That's a choice. Guy, guy, man? I know. Well, I hey, guys. Uh, we 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 teased it earlier, Bowler. I didn't know if you you heard it, but we said uh, DJ's father is going to be on the show. On the Good, I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud of DJ, and uh, here oh, he is. Thanks. Well, this is just blowing up. There's a lot to be proud of. Yeah. This is a, this is a great thing you guys uh, have got going here. Not just with the pizzas, but everything that you guys people are doing. love it. I mean, it's been crazy. The last hour is we've out of nowhere. Just we I think we've had like about 30 orders that have just come out of nowhere. Right. And, Soared in and got all of our wings. We've had to restock those, and we're bringing pizzas up double time. So it's Sweet. been busy. That's, yeah. that's great. You well, know, I mean, it's a heck of a deal. Well, it's the power of the zone. <laughs> so it's, yeah, that's right. It's not the delicious food. It's all us. It's the power. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's, you and, it's you and Monson. <laughs> it's not the incredible bargain. <clears throat> no, it's all us. It's, uh, it's all you guys, man. No, I, we appreciate you being here. It's been fun. No, it's cool to get the word out. Good and, food. And who doesn't want to swoop by and pick up a pie on yeah. their way home on a Friday? Yeah. You know, Good wings good pies you know we got our fountain sodas and you know i mean and geez if you're while you're waiting walk around inside take a look at all the decorations we have thanksgiving christmas um you know thanksgiving's around the corner you guys and you know if you need dinners if you're looking for a kind of pre-made um perfectly basically pre-made prepared dinners for you we have multiple options our turkey actually comes from Distel Farms. Uh, it's uh, family-owned. Uh, generations of, of this this family have been running it, and all of our turkeys for, come from there. Never before frozen turkeys, Sweet. fresh, coming in. We have multiple options: dinner A, dinner B, dinner C. So, uh, dinner A serves 10 to 14 people. The second one, 15 to 19. Third one, 20 to 25. So, give us a call. Let us know what you have planned for this Thanksgiving. Uh, if you want us to do the cooking for you and, and have all the food ready to go, then give us a call. And we have plenty of options here. It, it really is. It, it really helps a lot, especially if you're trying to take it easy this you know this time around. The, this this year's been kind of crazy. We'll do the work for you. And there's plenty of options Thanksgiving dinner wise that we have right here for you. Okay, I've got a bowler jack question. Yes. All right. So there are some healthy appetites in the Bowler Jack household, I would imagine. Who cleans up the most at Thanksgiving? Who's putting the most away at the Thanksgiving table? I'm going to go Brody. Brody. Oh, right. Yeah, Brody, was- Brody's the youngest, and he is just working out like a madman right now, and he just takes that food down. Yeah, right. And you know what really makes me mad is the calorie intake doesn't impact his weight. I mean, it puts he's he he wants to hit this magical number, right? Yeah, you know, he, the other day he's like, "You know what guys, I really want to hit 200." Yeah, he's almost a 2. And we're all kind of like, "Don't you want a lot of us are like, "Why want to stay away from 200?" Yeah. Why do you want to be two? Why would you So he he's because it's there, the, man. The guy the, he's also the kid that's eating, you know, burritos on a daily basis. Right. He wonders why his stomach hurts. <laughs> well, might be know, all the 
hey, but he's got an appetite. I mean, he, oh. he definitely eats the most, and honestly, we all just take down Thanksgiving yeah, sure. dinner like we, crazy. All right. Or Jack House. Uh, who, who actually cleans up the mess? Who cleans up the table? Who does the uh. work? Believe it or not, Gordon, us boys, we really do try to help our mother and our and our father clean up as much as possible. How about so that? I think we were because well, you were brought up right. <laughs> we like to think so. No, it was threats, Definitely, Gordon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the threats. <laughs> the famous line in our house was, "You're grounded 19 weeks." We, you know, for, I, would, I would throw on any number to scare to scare the living di- daylights out of them. Weeks. What are you guys doing? I don't. I do not believe this. Look, you grounded 12 weeks. <laughs> and for a while, we believed it. And until we hit like middle school and high school, he would say it like every day, and we just didn't believe it. It just got to the point like grounded, grounded five weeks. I'm like, okay. Then they cool. kind we'll of wander in a day later. Like, did you really mean that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait a second, wait a second. Now I gotta know if if okay if if your dad is really mad, or your mom is really mad. Who do you gotta look out for more? Each other. <laughs> Because it's scary when, you know, when both of them are mad, it's not a good thing. But, no, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think we're, we're more worried about disappointing them, to be honest with you, than no, who, look at who, you, who is angry. What a good. I, I got to admit, we really are. We're, we've all, I've, always, I've always thought that anyway. We're, we're more yeah, worried about. Yeah, t- but you're talking about yourself, DJ. You're not talking about Brody. No. Well, oh, bro, Brody. Brody doesn't care if either one of them is mad. He just, he just smiles and makes both of them laugh when they're both trying to be angry, and, and, and it just goes away. But. Um, no, we. I think all of us try to be as... I'm, a real quick story about Brody is that what he would do to drive me insane and still does is he would look at your lips. You would be talking to him, and he would quickly try to think what you're going to say and say it. So, hey, Brody, hey, Brody. Hey, where are you, go, where are you going tonight? Uh, make, sure you get, make sure you get home real quick. You know, it would drive me over the wall. There were so many times you'd see him try to be angry at him. And Brody would just smile and do that. And my and we dad cried. would just smile. I'd leave the room. He'd be so pissed. He'd just walk out the room, and it, w- it just didn't work. Wow. Yeah. The most yeah. famous line that uh, they all had was giggity goo. Oh, from uh, Family Guy? Yeah. Yeah, and Brody, when he, was, when he was in trouble or something, he would just, you know. And we, I'd cry laughing. Yeah, just lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stay mad. I'd leave the room and act like I'm mad, but I'm in there crying. And he'd come back in thinking, you know, he thought through what he needs to say. He'd come yeah. in serious. No, I'm serious, Brody. You need to look at me right now. And you just smile again. You just, no, no, don't you, no, don't. No. Don't do that. No, it, was, you know, it, was, it was so entertaining. As, as the older brothers, we'd sit there like, oh, here goes Anyone Brody. who has three children, and Gordon's got five, you start to let your guard down as life goes on. The first yes, one, yeah. like, we were really tough on him. Uh-huh. And then Nick comes around. He's the quiet assassin. And, you know, we, are, we kind of back off. Brody comes along, and we just go, oh, okay, well, we've been through this before. <laughs> and you just give up. That's basically, if anybody's listening, you know what we're talking about. And I can't imagine, Gordon, what it was like with five. Jeez. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's everything you might imagine. I, I believe it. All right, we're here at the store, 2050 6200 South. Come see us. Don't forget about the Gateway location, 90 South, Rio Grande as well. Get ready for Thanksgiving. Grab a pizza. Lots to do, of course. Thanks, DJ. You're the man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate more, it. Uh, more Big Show with Bowler coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. It's me and you, baby. Stop trying. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
It's a big show live from the store, their holiday location, 2050 East, 6200 South. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bowler, Jack hanging out with us. Getting a little dark out here. All of a sudden. It is, the, you know, no more daylight savings time. You forget it gets What's dark. What's your thoughts so about the fallback? I'm fine with the fallback. You know, it's 5.33 or 2, and we're sitting almost under the lights. I mean, I, uh, you know, in the summertime, it's almost 10 p.m. It's amazing. When it's like this. I know. It's yeah, amazing. I like, but, it, I like it light at night. <laughs> but if we didn't get rid of daylight savings time, wouldn't the sun wouldn't come up until like 10 a.m., right? Isn't that the idea is to get the sun? A sun in the morning. Yeah, sun in the morning. I don't know. I mean, See, with a, with a young child, I'm now so much more of a morning person than I used to be. Wait. The yeah. day will come where you'll be sleeping in. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Kyle, I love to sleep in. And you know what? Now that your body clock adjusts, right? Sleeping in for, I can't remember the last time I slept past eight. It's like, ugh. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little football because we've got a big one tonight. Big. Bowler. Uh, BYU, Boise State. Gordon and I have been, uh, Gordon, it feels like we've been talking about this one uh, forever just because it, it is BYU's biggest game. It's here tonight. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the Cougs? I'm going to go back, uh, what was it, uh, three, two weeks ago, uh, the uh, Boise State performance against uh, Utah State. Yep. Mm-hmm. And even though they won, I still didn't think they played that well. And I, I wasn't impressed with speed, pursuit, okay? BYU, on the other hand, has impressed me, but this may be their best opponent besides Houston to really give you another feel for who they are. I can't take anything away from Zach. I, I, I like his game. The guy moves. He sees multiple targets, and he gets everybody the football. There can't be any discord in the huddle. Yep. Like, you know, hey, you forgot, you forgot about me? No, he moves the ball around a ton. And the weapons of BYU have – you know, it was impressive. I know Hans was talking about the O-line and how that is maybe the factor tonight uh, dominating what Boise State has versus what BYU will put on the field. But, you know, I just look at pure numbers, and I, I, would you expect, guys, Gordo, do you expect a high-scoring game? Because, look, Boise is a four-point favorite. The average in their first two games, 45-5. BYU in their first seven games have gone 44, and nearly 44.5 points. It's amazing. I mean, come on. These are two offensive juggernauts. And Boise State has always put points on the board. That's always been their M.O. Yep. And that's why they've gained a lot of respect around Polar, the country thought, and the polls. I, I thought BYU was the favorite tonight. Is it? I thought it was Boise by four. Let's check and see uh, if it changed. I thought it was BYU. Give me one sec. Keep going, Bowler. I'll, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll, no, you're, you're, you're right, Bowler. I thought, they, they, they play, I was, they play I, I only, Maybe I got confused offense. because it's the blue turf, and that's worth four in my book. <laughs> I'm not 100%. I just was going off of what Jake said earlier. I thought Jake said that BYU's a four-point a four but, but, favorite. But uh, anyway, the point is, uh, Boise, I agree with you. I think Boise State is the best team. I think that Boise State is considerably better than Houston. And I don't know, San Diego State looks pretty good, uh, at least from what I've seen out of them so far. So maybe that'll be the equal. But uh, right now, Boise State ranked. That program is respected. And this this really is BYU season because this will be the validation, finally, that everyone's been looking for. And if they lose, if they lose this game, then much of what they've accomplished thus far will be wiped out. BYU is a four point favorite. Okay. It is so it's my bad. Over under is sixty two and a half. Wow. So, so it tells you it's gonna be high scoring. Yep. So apologies to to the Cougs on the the four. I you know, my eyesight isn't what it used to be. I, I maybe <laughs> I was blinded by the blue turf. Um 
You know, on Zach Wilson, uh, the numbers and some of the Heisman talk, I mean, there's some obviously some great competition for him uh, that we've seen in the first you know, month and a half, two months of this season, and it's still the still the Pac-12 hasn't started, and Utah is not going to play tomorrow. Nope, unbelievable uh, because of COVID here in, in the state of Utah. But uh, you know, I, I like Zach sh- has deserved everything. I don't care if, whoever you play. I've always felt like the numbers will still dictate, you know, your abilities, and he he reads defenses as well as anyone I've seen uh, when I've covered football. Um, he, his arm strength's better than average. In fact, I like his mobility. And, you know, Jake, he's thrown for 2,152 yards. And the other part that people, probably the scouts look at, is the interception to touchdown ratio, and that's 19, uh, 19 to 2. Um, that is amazing, by the way. That's a, that's a huge number right there. Yeah. Even, I know that the, the, the opponents have not been uh, terrific, but still. And, and, Gordon, you've hit on this a lot. Uh, Bowler, you're talking about his arm strength. His accuracy is really good, and he's, oh. he's improved his decision-making. Yeah, and it's big time. This, this recipe for a real uh, dynamic player. Gordon, let me ask you something, because the biggest argument still for those that are Ute fans, Cougar fans, Aggie fans, football fans, Weber State Wildcats, whatever it may be, are you are you saying that because of the lack of strength of schedule, because of the COVID and what was BYU was given, you, is this still a season to remember because of the wins, the way they're winning, and Zach Wilson's performance, or will it be also an asterisk in a, in a way because of the the strength of schedule seems to be in question? I think BYU has an opportunity tonight to to uh, wipe away that asterisk, at least partially. Look, if you play two tough teams in a year, that's not exactly anybody's idea of being a primo slate, right? And as you mentioned, it's not BYU's fault. They put together no. what they could. But they passed the eye test. When you watch Zach Wilson play, you don't say, ah, you know, that guy's just uh, its just because he's playing crappy teams. It seems to be more than that. We don't know it. And that's why tonight is such valuable evidence of what uh, what BYU's capable of doing. Because Boise is a good team. And so they, they can have that chance to to show everybody, is that offensive line as dominant as they have seemed to be at times? And I think that's what's going to happen tonight. I believe BYU is going to come out and try and punch Boise State in the mouth and uh, give the ball to Tyler Algier. And and, and then uh, once that gets softened up, then you'll see Zach Wilson throw it around. Now now watch him come out and throw it every time. But I would expect BYU to try and dominate this team with its size and strength. Uh, along both lines. Jake, and I, don't know, a, it, I don't know whether that's going to happen or not, but I, that's what I would look for, Bowler. I think that, yeah. that is going to be the emphasis. I didn't think Boise State was in shape against Utah State, even though they won that ball game. I thought, again, as I said, I'll say it again, I thought they looked slow. They had bad pursuit to the ball, but still they won. I'm guessing this is a much better Boise State team on the field tonight. See, uh, that was the big thing after the, the Boise-Utah State uh, Gordon and I talked about it. Was that more about Boise or was it more about Utah State? That's, yeah. And unfortunately, we're learning that it might have been more about 
Utah State. Yeah. Not that. Well, is it, does Air Force suck too? Because uh, Boise State handled them pretty well. Yeah, I, I don't think this is one of Air Force's uh, better teams, Gordon. But at the same time, God, what can you tell about a game against Air Force ever? It's such a weird. It's the same question every year against the academies because yeah. of the way they play. And you always know when I when I called Navy games at CBS and Ken Niamatololo. I love the guy because he's always had his players prepared. Now, they didn't look as prepared in week one. and, and There's no. been a couple of weeks this year where it just doesn't seem everything's uh, running right for, for Navy. But they always throw the option, and you only see it once a year, and you have to make sure you're defensively uh, really uber-focused against the academies and you remember fisher de berry oh, yeah. at air oh, yeah. force i mean i love i love what he did he, he was such a passionate coach and he had uh, you know the d dallas's of the world and they ran the option as good as anybody i've ever seen and it's hard to do you have to have the right personnel we ran it in high school and we had a quarterback that just was an absolute stud uh with reads and strength and the ability to make the cut upfield and keep you know leave the defensive uh, ends in the dust, but what, what, it's fun oh, to God, see. Sir. No, it's just I, it's well, fun well, to see. One thing that I'm looking forward to tonight observing is BYU's defense. Will they go with the three-man front? Will mm-hmm. they be more aggressive than that? Put pressure on the quarterback because, as you said, Bowler, the Broncos can move the football. And uh, how? What is BYU's secondary really? I mean, when you play a team that can throw the ball, do we know who the quarterback is going to be tonight, Jake? Has that been is announced? It Sears? I think is it it's Sears, or? Sears. I haven't seen it official because I think they're being a little coy. But from everything I read earlier in the week, it, it, things are pointing towards Sears. Well, the point is that they can throw the ball. So what is B, what, how good is BYU's with the back end of that defense? I, I don't know the answer to that. There have been times when they've looked impressive, times when they've sort of looked okay. But, again, uh, going up against the teams they've played, it's, it's hard to really measure that. We'll get, we'll get a look tonight. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a huge question, and we're finally going to see it, it be tested. And, and, by the way, Sears, of course, the USC transfer, uh, he played last week against Air Force. He's a, he's a really good player. I mean, uh, he, Gordon, uh, he just got beaten, down, beaten out by uh, uh, a guy you wrote a column uh, predicting a Heisman Trophy for in Keaton Slofus. I, I, so, first of all, I, did I mean, never, how can I've never you really, predicted that, all right? I how can you really blame that. a guy like Jack Sears for getting beaten out by the next Roger Staubach? I, 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 I never said that. I, I, said I don't that know. He, as usual, here we go. It's, it's <laughs> Keenan not... Slovis plays one game, and Gordon writes a whole column about how he's just in, in, incredible. That well, no, that's not exactly what I wrote. But uh, did you, you name him like like Roger the Dodger? Was no, there, no, no, okay, no, no, no. I was no, gonna. No. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Uh, slinging Keaton. I don't know. I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, but, but the point is, I, he, Jack Sears is good. I, I'm, I'm with you, Gordon. I think it'll be fascinating to see BYU secondary and how, how it holds up. And if the if the linemen can get any pressure. Well, and, and, Jake, I think, you know, listen to hands again. Again, we were talking and, and kidding about, you know, hands, you, anything. It's all about line. It's uh-huh. line play, man. That's what he loves. Yeah, it's a line. And it's I true. Agree. I, mean, I agree with him, man, on a lot of occasions. And yeah. if BYU comes with pressure, then Sears loses his effectiveness, and it doesn't, and it takes pressure off BYU secondary. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try to blitz him, come at him, and see if that O-line actually can handle the pressure that I bet you BYU is going to come with. No.
All right, we're going to do Drop of the Day coming up next, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Bowler hanging out with us through the entire 5 o'clock hour. We're here at the store in Holiday, 2050 East, 6200 South. Don't forget about their Gateway location downtown. You smell that? As well. Yeah, it smells really good. <sighs> that smells like your uh, your brisket and blue. Yeah. Uh, right there, it Smells boy. like a little cheese boiling on the pizza oh, for the little one. Yeah, Sounds good. And a couple of wings, too. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, drop by and see us. Take, take advantage of the 1280 deal with pizza, wings, and a drink. We'll have more straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Craig Bolojack hanging out. The store in Holiday, 2050 East, 6200 South. We're going to get to drop of the day in a second here, but you just said our, our friend Tyson's uh, yeah. dropping stats yeah, on us? Yeah, our stat man, my stat guy who's with me uh, at every uh, home game. I mean, he's he's uh, top top notch. But Great follow on Twitter, by the way. Yes. How about, how about this fun note he sent me? Eight teams in the league, by the time they play again on December 22nd, will have gone 286 days without playing. 286. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's Only crazy. two teams will have had 71 days off. And you know those two the teams, Lakers. Lakers and the and, yeah. But think about that. That's how hungry eight teams uh, in, this, in, in the NBA are, are anxious to get back 286 days without playing hoop. Wow. Tyson, so, who has, who has, so who has the advantage, the rested or the rusty? Well, I guess we're going to find out, but I would think that uh, if you played some this summer, the Jazz should be a little bit more, you know, they're going to have to fit Bogey Bogdanovich back into the mix. But I would think that those teams who did play in Orlando in the bubble, I would think would be a little bit more ahead of the game. A little sharper. Well, let me correct myself. I I think if you're rusted, then you are rusty. I suppose so. Uh, How's that saying go? The rusty or the what? Tired? That doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. Let me Google that. <laughs> All right. So, Gordon, for uh, for uh, his not sports report today, talked about a, a gal who stabbed a coyote with a pitchfork. Yeah. And it, it reminded us of Pan Man. And Bowler has never heard Pan Man. Oh, so oh, man. We need to play Pan Man for sounds of, of various clips just so Bowler can get this. Uh, all right, Austin, here we go. I come around just like that, just like baseball players do. An 81-year-old Bobby Smith of Springfield says that was enough to stun an armed robber who he says was bold enough to hop a concrete fence and rummage through the kitchen. So he confronted the man with a pan full of potatoes, his supper for the night. And hit him upside the face. And the potatoes went all over him. Smith is disabled from a stroke and has a 65-year-old caregiver, Levina Sones. But he's still strong, strong enough, he says, to fight back. In fact, he wasn't done with a robber after hitting him. He sank to his knees because I hit him, number two frying skillet. And it was red hot. Then I raced back about six feet away and got this pitchfork. Then I went to work on him. Days later, Sone, who prefers to be called Tootie, still doesn't know what to think. It happened so fast. Just, I didn't have time to be scared of the really. Just, it's happening. Smith says he always liked this skillet. He bought it a few decades ago for just 31 cents. Now he's even come up with a nickname for it. Charlie. Me and this skillet will go out of this world together. There's a good reason Smith fought back. He says intruders are not welcome at his home. I am very disgusted and very upset and very damn mad. 
because I don't think we deserve it. And ask this determined man if he was scared, he'll look you right in the eye and say, no way. Nobody will ever see me cry. And nobody's going to scare me. Nobody. Wow. That is Pan Man. Pan Man. Oh, Lord, that, that's your kind of man right there. Wow. That is Pan Man. A 31-cent skillet that he's had for 30 years, and it was red hot. And it was red and hot. And still went after him with a pitchfork. I went love to that. Work, went uh, to work on him. Went to work. I raced back about six feet. I grabbed this pitchfork. Then I went to work on him. Went to work. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see a picture of the intruder. I wonder what happened to him. Right. The reporter failed to say. I hope. I, mean, I guess he survived. I, I would, would think. Yes. But still getting hit with a was it a number two? <laughs> a on, number two uh, skillet. Number skillet. two iron iron skillet. <laughs> and it was a red hot. I mean, this going, skillet will go out of this world together. <laughs> how old? How old was Pan Man? Eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. You know, you got to appreciate a guy like that man protecting his uh, turf. And, no, and, you know, I know it's you can chuckle because you love his, his, his lust for life, but the potatoes, they, they, they were lost for the night. They, they were went, gone. They I'll, went I'll all over you, the intruder. I'll bet you, Pan Man. But well, when we first heard that, that was over a decade ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Jake, it was years uh, ago. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's probably a Vietnam. Uh, not Vietnam. He's probably a World War II vet. You know, he probably. He's creeping up on 90 if uh, he's won the lottery and he's still here. At what point do you think that intruder thought to himself, you know what? I picked the wrong house. Yeah. <laughs> I think when, when I think when he felt the, the iron across his face and he knew that uh, that probably was a. Yeah. Was that like, a number two fried skillet? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I only thought he had a number one, but the number two the really house. got me. Wait a minute. My, I'm, I just got taken off my feet. My face is red hot. And now there's an old man running at me with a pitchfork. This was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I should have hit the neighbor's house. What was I thinking? Yeah, that number two got me good. Uh, Remember, he's very damn mad. That is uh, so. That is there you go, Bullock. Pan man. That's, that's Pan man. Uh, he's a living legend, absolute legend. I just love it that they did a news story on it too. Oh, yeah. And and you know, great great sound bites. I mean, you know. She kept her, uh, it wasn't humor. I mean, she didn't try to make it humorous. She just told the story. Yeah. Amazing story. Yeah. I wonder, uh, if those, I wonder if those red hot potatoes probably didn't feel real good on his face either, did they? I think that was the least of his worries at that point, right? I don't think he's worried about, I got a, I got some, he's worried. He's like, I got a third degree burn and a pitchfork sticking out of my leg. I don't care about these potatoes. Gordo, I doubt he picked up one or two and ate one on the way down, you know. I don't know. Those I'm going to be hungry uh, at lockup. Uh, uh, better eat some food. I'm down a while. I might as well pick these up and eat them. I'll tell you what, the holding cell food just sucks. I'm going to eat some of these potatoes before we go. Yeah, pick through the blood. I'll pick, put them on pocket for later. Oh, man, that's amazing. Uh, all right, uh, real quick here. Uh, Gordo, who do you see winning tonight? I imagine BYU wins that game. Uh, but I'm curious to see how they play, whether it's uh, an elite performance by the Cougars or and how they handle uh, pressure that I don't think they've seen this year. That Houston game, they were trailing by 12 in the third quarter, and they came back strong from that. But uh, this team, I think, is a little better than Houston. Uh, I, uh, Bowler, you've put some doubts in my mind about that, but I, I they look pretty good to me. So I'm expecting uh, a hard-fought game. I really am. Bowler, what are you uh, seeing tonight? Well, what do you think? I, I always like offensive matchups, but I think this one's going to come down maybe to, you know, if the pressure comes, 
then forcing a pick six. The defense could, you know, play a factor here for BYU. Uh, that's what I'll be looking for early because most teams are going to, when you're on the road, you have to make a statement. If not, and you let the, the home team gain momentum, and then you, you usually see, you know, uh, you know Zach is not a, a pick type of quarterback. But, again, if you flush him out and put pressure and obviously do some coverage downfield, then you, might, you may get one yourself. So I'm not sure if you cover, what was the spread, 64-plus? Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. yeah, 64 was the over-under. You know, it may happen because both teams are over the 44 the 44 point mark in these uh, in this season. So it should be an offensive juggernaut, but in reality, it, it may not come down to that. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's, again, interceptions, fumbles always play a factor in games like this. And you know what? The blue turf, you got to give them at least a field goal advantage in that regard. Whichever team is more physical, I think, wins this game. And uh, what do you think, Jake? I think I think BYU wins. I, I think they cover the four points too. Hmm. I think they're I think they're really good. I'm not so. I mean, Boise is going to be good, but I think this is the best BYU team they've had in a while, and they beat them last year. Yeah. So, great point. Great point. Yeah. And I, you know what? The other part, real quick. Seven games in versus two. I think again, yeah. you're you're a better team as as the year goes on, and BYU is clicking, and they've been together now. What camp plus the seven games going on eight? I mean, they're they're three months in, and I would think that has to play a factor too in a, in a yep. strange COVID COVID season. Yep, I agree. All right, jumping on with us now, DJ Bowler Jack from here at the store. Uh, 2050 East, 6200 South. Who, who wins tonight, DJ? Ooh. Oh, well, here we go. Oh, BYU guys, come on. <laughs> I, I do. I honestly, I, I, I think I'm a Utah might... guy, man. I mean, like, we all live in Utah. I'm going to, you know, I, I love our Utah teams, and I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for BYU. There you go. There you go. Heck yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, pizzas. I mean, things have really picked up. But, oh, but my tomorrow, gosh. Um, you guys are going to be back here ready to roll again. Yeah, noon to 6. Tomorrow, come on back and see us. I know, you know, it's getting late. It's almost 6 o'clock, so we're about done. But if you come see us tomorrow, a couple of fun deals. You know, uh, uh, one any one-topping pizza or cheese pizza, nine ninety nine, And then we got our uh, 20 wings for 20 bucks. So it's, it's, a, it's a good deal. It's, we have fun, and you can hang out with us and, you know, just kind of relax and grab a drink, walk around inside, take a look at our, our cool Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas decorations and, and uh, look for plans for Thanksgiving for dinner because we have a lot of really cool options and kind of look ahead because there's a lot of good shopping and a lot of, a lot of stuff to look at in there. I just got a, a text message from my wife. Uh, she said, can you get the Thanksgiving menu from the store? Mm, boy, I know where you're it going. Doesn't, it doesn't sound like our family is in the mood we to got cook Thanksgiving. Right here. Oh, boom. Right here. No, that's that's actually perfect for, for our family. and you shall receive. No, that's... <laughs> it, what, you which option do you want to go, A, B, or C? You wouldn't believe how... Um, well, my wife, she can cook. I cannot, but we're not the most culinary uh, family in the world. So this is really amazing, yeah. actually. Yeah. And, and it's fun for us. I mean, you know what? And uh, people need it. You know, they, they, maybe they want to take a little break this, this holiday. And it's been kind of a crazy year, so I don't blame you. And uh, let us do the work for you. And we'll, we'll put together the dinner and, and you know, um, Distel turkeys. It's a, a family ranch, uh, slow-grown turkeys, never been frozen, fresh. And we bring them in, and that's what you get to eat. And they're delicious. They are so juicy, and we, that's what we include uh, with, with your meal that you end up choosing. Amazing. Yeah, so it's— so Who do I call, DJ? I'm just curious if I would do that. 
Oh, well, you, you can you can just call me. Call you? Okay. Yeah. You, you know a guy, Buller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean. Yeah, but no, the holidays are fun for us. And, and we hope that, you know, with everything going on, people, you know, uh, have fun too, you know, and try to find, yeah. uh, get back to normal in your own, in your own way, uh, you know, as, as much as you possibly can anyway with, with what's going on. And we try to help people with that. So come on over and see us. And. A lot of great deals and a lot of great deals coming up, you guys. Thanksgiving, Christmas, we have a lot of big deals and vendors that we're partnering up with. A lot of exciting things coming up. Awesome. All right, 2050 East, 6200 South here in Holiday. Don't forget about the Gateway location as well, 90 South, Rio Grande Street, of course, right there at the Gateway. DJ, we can't thank you guys enough for having us. It's always so fun, man. Oh, thank we you. have a blast. You guys are amazing, you know what, and, and we have a fun we have a fun time with you, and we're, you guys bring a heck of a crowd, so well, we, good. We, we thank you for that. Well, you take such great care of the listeners, and, and I've said this all day, that 1280 deal is something else. I mean, you're not getting Can't beat it. You no, know, you can't beat that anywhere, and uh, Deals go down tomorrow again, noon to six. Uh, plan on it and come and come in and get your college football food right here at the store. Heck yeah! Thanks, DJ. Thank you. Thanks, Buller. You rock. Pleasure. <laughs> Gordo. <laughs> right, more big show next. Ninety seven five at twelve eighty. See you, Gordo. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Chad! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Yeah! On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Bowler hanging out as well. We've been hanging out live today at the store, 2050 East, 6200 South here in Holiday. Bowler, are you uh, you can get up out of here, go eat some pizza and go watch the Cougs? I'm going to do exactly that. Gordon, uh, what, what is going to be your food of choice during the Coug game tonight? Uh, I don't know. Lisa? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Gordon was going to tell us just straight cheddar. You know, it's a big yeah, game. He busts well, out the no, big guns. I think it's <laughs> going to be cheese and crackers with maybe a little, you know, what you're going to slice off some uh, turkey or salami or ham and just sit back and sip on a Mountain Dew. So, oh, Bowler, have you ever shut her the way it was meant to be? <laughs> Can you picture me in front of the TV with a big block of cheese just gnawing on that thing? Yes. A wheel? A wheel, <laughs> a wheel of cheese, and you just like every quarter, man. You you throw, you post a picture, and it's another quarter of it's gone, and then a whole wheel. You're into the fourth quarter, and there's only a pound left. Uh, <laughs> I just could not have more have more digestional uh, issues after a pound. Oh, after yeah. a wheel of cheese, wheel he's of gonna cheese. have plenty. <laughs> Doc, it's been a week, Doc. Uh, uh, oh, man. Help me, help me. The, I can, All right. I can imagine that right now. If you're driving, imagine Gordon with a wheel of cheddar. Just gnawing on it. Oh, uh, my gosh. Uh, Hans Olsen coming up next with your Cougar pregame. Gordon, I'll talk to you on Monday. Bowler, thank you so much for hanging Always out Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. All right, it's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm a cheese fanatic, but I'm not a connoisseur.